Welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. I have looked forward to sharing this message with you today. You know, when going to battle, you gotta wear the right stuff. For example, if you're a running back on a football team, you don't want to be in basketball shorts and jersey and tennis shoes. Okay? When I was... Uh, I. I almost brought to you, uh, my, my grandkids call my office a museum because I've got some really cool stuff in there. I've got, I've got a chaplain's helmet from the United States Army from 1865. Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got a golf club on the wall from 1890s. And uh, it's, I mean, I just got some cool stuff. One of the things I've got is a football helmet from the 1940s. I almost brought that to show you this morning. You don't want to play football today in a football helmet from the 1940s. It was just basically wearing a piece of leather over your head. And uh, as big as the guys are today and as hard as they hit today, that's not what you want to wear, right? And my my brothers in arms that were in the jungle and the rice paddies of Vietnam did not want to wear the same military uniform I was wearing in the headquarters building of the 341st Combat Support Group in Great Falls, Montana. And even though many of our people on our base were in helicopters, like they were in helicopters in Vietnam, they didn't want to wear the uniform that the guys in Montana were wearing to go to our 255-minute manned missile sites. They wanted to wear what was going to help them survive in the jungle. Come on, amen? You got to wear the right armor. You got to wear the right clothes. Now, last week, Pastor Aaron gave us a great message about not getting caught with your pants down, (laughs) talking about wearing the armor of God, you know? And uh, wearing the armor of God. It's really critical in our life. And over the next few weeks, we want to talk with you about wearing the right clothes. And we're going to look at each piece of the armor of God and how to wear it and how to use it wisely and masterfully so that we can stand victorious against the attacks of the enemy in our generation and in this day that we're facing right now and the attacks that we are under right now. Amen? So we're going to talk about that. You know, the prophet Isaiah wrote about a time, and he said, justice is turned backward. Justice is turned backward. And righteousness stands afar off. Truth is fallen in the streets. And equity cannot enter Truth is lacking, and he who departs from evil makes himself pray. 
Now, man, that sounds like right now, doesn't it? I mean, it's those that stand for truth and righteousness are the ones that are under attack and are the ones that are being criticized and, 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 and being mocked and made fun of and uh, are being uh, uh, ridiculed in the media because they stand for truth and righteousness. Truth has fallen in the streets. Truth is lacking. The Apostle Paul wrote to the book, uh, in the book of Romans when he was writing to the church at Rome, and he said, they will exchange the truth of God for a lie. Hear it again. They will exchange the truth of God for a lie. Oh, that's right now. I mean, how else can you explain that it, it doesn't matter if you're born with a boy body or a girl body, you're not supposed to call them boy and girl. Because after all, though they may have a boy body, they may identify as a girl. And so they, and that's their truth, quote unquote. Folks, what are we doing? What are we doing when, when our news media is no longer reporting factual events they are intentionally reporting disinformation when, when junk science has now become the acceptable science and science that is based on authentic research and factual truth is no longer accepted and our history is not being reported as actual historical events that took place, but what is now in the history courses that your children are taking in, in, in elementary, middle school, high school, and college is actually distorted disinformation that is giving the facts that are acceptable to political correctness, not historical documentation. And what we're doing, folks, is we now have truth falling in the streets. Truth is no longer accepted. We actually want to believe the lie. What is happening in our culture? Now, see, here's what I believe. I believe we still have the majority of Americans that want to hear truth they just don't know where to find it. But there is a significant portion of our nation that wants us to believe truth is relative and truth is what they make it up to be. Truth is what they make it up to be. See, now, we, we actually have a historical example of this, if you'll, if you'll track with me out of the National Socialist Party of Germany. See, they did not want the common German people to know what was really going on in the concentration camps like Auschwitz and Buchenwald and Dachau 
They didn't want them to know what was really going on there. And so Hitler had one of his right-hand men, Goebbels, who would report, and all of the media was under his command, and Goebbels was the one that made famous the statement, tell a lie often enough and it will become the truth. Tell a lie often enough, it will become the truth. He was the one that made that famous. And so he was controlling the media. He was controlling what was being said. He was controlling what the German people. There were many, many German people that when they finally learned the truth, they were horrified that their nation had been party to such a disastrous situation. You see, if you, if you were wanting to conquer a people, who would you go after? Would you go after the strong and the mighty and the powerful? See, what Hitler was doing, he was, he was wanting to help Germany recover for the failed Weimar Republic and the disaster of World War I and the total, complete disaster and failure of the Treaty of Versailles. And so what did he do? He didn't go after the strong and the mighty. He didn't go after, he went after the youth of Germany. And he began to go after the youth of Germany. Because knowing going after the youth of Germany, he would turn the whole of Germany. And see, that is what the enemy is doing in our generation. They are going after the youth of our nation. The college, the high school, the middle school. And now all the way down into the elementary. And now our media and our educational systems are nothing more than indoctrination systems to indoctrinate them in the political correctness, but not in the truth. They fear the truth. I've been to Auschwitz twice. I've not been to Dachau. But I know that the gates leading in to Auschwitz and Buchenwald in German was Arbeit macht frei. Work makes free. That was a lie. Work wasn't going to make them free. Their work there would simply lead them to the ovens. First into the showers that would gas them and then into the ovens. That was a lie. Work wouldn't make them free. You see, and the, the, the enemy wants you to believe today that, that, that sexual freedom will make you free. That if you, re, if you throw away all of the, of the history of the past, it'll make you free. If you will just accept his new truth, it'll make you free. And all it does is make you prisoners. Makes you prisoners. It doesn't set you free. But I want to remind you, I want to remind you that Jesus said that if you are my disciples that you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. 
The truth will make you free. Truth makes us free. When we know the truth and we rightly apply the truth in our life, that is what makes us free. That's why the very first piece of armor that we're told to put on is the belt of truth. Because as Pastor Aaron told us last week, the belt is what holds everything else together, and it's the belt that holds our sword. So the, that belt of truth is critical. Got to make sure to have the belt of truth on really secure. It's a very interesting event that takes place that's recorded by St. John in the Gospel of St. John. Jesus is standing before Pilate, and Pilate has already told the religious leaders, I don't find any fault in this guy. I'm just going to set him free. And they go, no, no, you can't do that. He claims to be a king. You can't do that. That is against Caesar. You can't do that. So Pilate comes back in and looks at Jesus and says, are you a king? Jesus says, your own mouth has said that. And, and those that follow me are those that know the truth. Now, look, Pilate is standing before the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus has just said to him, those that follow me are the ones that know the truth. And what does Pilate do? Pilate then looks him in the eye and says, what is truth? but he makes the critical mistake. He doesn't wait for the answer. He turns on his heels and walks away. Just like many today. They want to know the truth, but they don't go to the source of truth. They walk away from the source of truth. They walk away from hearing truth. Folks, you're not going to hear truth through the world's media because the world's media right now is totally done exactly what it says in Romans. They have turned away from the truth of God's word to believe a lie. And what we must do now is we must set our ear to hear the truth of God's word and to anchor on it. Come on, amen? amen. And put that around your waist and anchor everything in your life to the belt of truth. Anchor everything in your life to the belt of truth. Because it's truth that will help you walk free. It's truth that will help you live free. Everything else this world has. Well, you want to talk about pornography, alcohol, narcotics. You want to, you want to talk about, about money. You want to talk about gathering stuff. That, that old bumper sticker, he that has the most toys wins. Maybe you've read about it. Have you read about the guy who several years ago died in Texas and his whole life centered around his collection of Cadillacs? And so he was buried and he had all of his Cadillacs buried with him hood down in the ground around him 
they had this whole cemetery of buried old Cadillacs. Can I tell you, they didn't go with him. He did not win. He just died. But here's the key thing. After he died, where did he go? See, that's the big question. Jesus said in his own word, authority has been given unto me over the resurrection. Those that are in the first resurrection go with me to heaven. Those that are not in the first resurrection, I will meet them at judgment and they will go to hell. You don't win there. I don't care how many jokes you make about, well, when I get there, I'll just bring in air conditioning. No, you won't. Mm -mm. One guy one time, he was, he, was, he was pretty famous country western singer here in the Pacific Northwest. He never made it to the big time, but he was pretty famous. So he had a song about going to hell because he wanted to go to hell because in heaven there ain't no beer. And when he gets to hell, all of him and his friends are just going to drink beer and have fun. Oh, no, you won't. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. Truth will set you free. That's why Jesus, he wanted you and I to know the truth. The belt of truth secure around you. What is truth? Well, first of all, truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. How could he make that statement? Because of what John said, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. The word is a person. Revelation tells us he is going to wear that name on his garment in eternity. The word is a person. Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. The truth is first and foremost a person. The Lord Jesus Christ, the author of all truth the author of all of creation. And he gave us his truth in a written document called the Holy Bible. It's also called the Word of God. It's also called the Holy Scripture. And Paul said, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. The writer of Hebrews said it this way. He said that the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, 
joint and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is not just a person. The Word of God is a written document, but it is a written document that is living, and it is for all generations, of all ages, of all cultures, for all time. And the reason is because the one who spoke it is the one who wrote it. Men penned it, but they didn't write it. God wrote it. Men just published it. And because God wrote it, and because Jesus Christ still lives, it is living and powerful, and it is the discerner of the heart, the truth, the living word of God is truth. And that is why Jesus said that you are my disciples indeed if you keep my word, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So what is... Well, we don't have time to go into all the truth. Let me just give you some cherished nuggets of the truth, okay, for you. First one is found in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Almighty God makes it possible for you to become a whole new creation. Your your past life does not have to determine your future. Your past does not have to determine your future or your identity. Hear it again. Your past does not have to determine your future or your identity. One man said to me, he said, Dean, I, I wish... I wish I could believe that, but man, you know what? I, I, I grew up in an alcoholic home, and my grandpa was an alcoholic. I'm probably going to be an alcoholic. I said, why would you want to believe that about yourself, and why would you want to live like that? Well, I don't, but there's probably just no hope for me. I said, oh, see, that's where Jesus makes the difference because he makes you a whole new creation. He starts from the inside out, not the outside in. He doesn't start with, with just changing your behavior and your actions. He starts by changing your heart because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You start from the inside out. He gives you a whole new heart because when he gives you a whole new heart, through giving you a whole new heart, he gives you the power and dynamic now to begin from the spirit to begin changing your thoughts, your reasoning, your opinions, your ideology, to begin changing your will to begin changing your emotions so that from the inside out, you become a whole new creation. And as a whole new creation, you get a whole new identity with a whole new lifestyle, a whole new life pattern. Hallelujah. Amen? Because yes. he changes your want to. Right. Here's another one. I like this one. Galatians chapter 3, 13 and 14. Says Jesus Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, and that we might receive the Holy Spirit by faith. Wow. He redeemed us from the curse. What curse has been on your family? What curse has been on your life? 
Do you constantly curse yourself? Oh, I'm so stupid, I can't do anything. Well, you know, Murphy's Law, it just works in my life. Well, why? Why are you living by the curse? Jesus Christ wants to redeem you from the curse. Not live by the curse, live by the blessing. See, he redeemed us from the curse so we can live the blessed life. As he says in Ephesians 1.3, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hey, you live in Jesus. Jesus lives in you. You have at your disposal now all the blessings of heaven. Why are you living where you're living when you have all the blessings of heaven at your disposal? Well, you know, no. You don't know. You don't know what Jesus did for you because you're believing a lie. Come on, believe the truth. Put the belt of truth on and say, you know what? I'm no longer cursed. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed woman. I no longer live by my past. I'm no longer a victim. I'm no longer that. I am a new creation in Jesus, and I'm going to live the blessed life, not the cursed life, because I am a child of Almighty God. Come on, give him praise. Come on, church. Come on, church. Truth. Truth. You know, the truth, and the truth makes you free. There's a really cool scripture in Romans chapter 8. I love this. It says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Literally what it's saying is, if God is on your side, right? If Jesus is standing right here with you, he is. He lives in you, right? You didn't just get the little finger of Jesus. You got all of him. How big is Jesus? Well, is he big enough to make all of creation? I think he's big enough to, you know. Can he defend you? Can he fight for you? Can he protect you? Can he watch over you? Can he meet your every need? I mean, Jesus right here, right? If God be for us, who could be against us? You go, well, but you know, but my family or, you know, those at work or, you know, the, the, you, know you know, the system now, the system. Listen, Jesus is bigger than the system. Amen. Can I remind you of something? The whole New Testament was written under the Roman Empire system. It was big. Jesus was big enough to take care of them. In fact, you want to know a really funny story? The same guy who wrote the Gospel of John and wrote 1, 2, 3 John and wrote the book of Revelation, you know that same guy, the Apostle John? Rome kept trying to kill him. And God wouldn't let them kill him. I mean, they boiled him in oil and it still didn't kill him. So finally thought, you know what? We can't kill this guy. Let's just put him on the island of Patmos all by himself out there in the middle of the Mediterranean. And that way he won't, he won't bother us. We'll put him out there and he won't bother us. So they put him out on the Isle of Patmos and God says, I'm not done yet. I'm going to give you a vision and you're going to write it down. 
and it'll just go throughout all the world. So out of the island of Patmos, he wrote the book of Revelation that impacted all of Christianity. And I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't kill this guy. You couldn't get rid of this guy. How come? Jesus was with him. If God be for us, who can be against us? Don't you love that? But it doesn't stop there. It goes on and it says, Neither height, nor depth, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor things in heaven, nor things in earth, nor things under the earth, nor any other thing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, he's talking about you now. Yeah, he's talking about you now. See, there we go. Truth. Put on the belt of truth. Come on, put on the belt of truth. Stop believing the lie. Put on the belt of truth. This is who you are. This is who you are. This is, this is who you are. Amen. But what if I lose my job? Oh, I got one for you. There's at least 10 people moving right now thinking that. Well, what if I lose my job? Got a promise for you? It's out of Psalm 37. King David, he said, I have been young and now I'm old. Sounds like Pastor Dean. <laughs> I've been young and now I'm old. Listen, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Amen. Apostle Paul was writing, again, they're under the Roman Empire, right? And he's writing to the people and he's going, listen. I just want to commend you again. You've been faithful again. You're faithful in your tithing. You're faithful in giving to the mission work. You are so faithful. And I just want you to know, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. Not according to Rome. Not according to the bank of Rome. Not according to any of that. Nope. According to his riches. Not according to Bank USA. Not according to Visa card. Not according to your employer. Not according to all. Oh, no, no. According to his riches in glory. And how rich is my God? He owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. And he owns the wealth in every mine. I'm just giving you scripture. The belt of truth. Come on, put on the belt of truth. Don't live by fear. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on, church family. That's how we're going to live. Amen? Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. We're so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 541-567-4486 or email us at info at